Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour. Hey guys, are you at the bottom of your league? Ashamed of your small D FS account? Does your top picks what would make the girls go, nah, bro? Then listen to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Matt Stryker and Mike the Rotocop and turn your war into a roar. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I am Matt Stryker, and joining me in the box below, like we are in an episode of the Brady Bunch, is the one and only Mike the Rotocop. Mike, what's going on, man? Not much. Just another crazy day of baseball, another crazy day in sports. Matt, you better watch behind you because the 24-7 title is now up for grabs. You don't know what's coming behind you these days, huh? Yeah, no, nah, I'm good, man. I'm all good on getting pinned for a title. Someone would have to – I'd have to be the champion – for them to want to pin me, and I am not the champion. But what I am on the verge of being a champion is, is in uh, five of the seven leagues I'm in, I'm in first or second place. That's in the money, and I have been pounding the waiver wire for the past couple of days with all of the uh, the call ups and everything. A lot of people had to try to make roster space, and there's a lot of great stuff out there on the waiver wire. Um, how are you doing on, on your teams over the weekend? My teams are doing all right. I um hopefully getting John Carlos Stan back soon. Like I like we talked about on the show on what's today? I don't even know what today is anymore. Someday. My week's going so. Today that ends in Y. Yeah, so we talked about Stan coming back. He seems to be uh, on the right track. And with Turner back now, Turner's been hitting since he's been back, so that's another good sign. So hopefully things are looking up. Yeah. So uh, waiver wires in a lot of my leagues have been. Pretty good. I mean, there are guys like Corbin Martin on there. And uh, for the most part, again, I think if you want a good pitcher, then he would be a guy that but you should probably have already owned him. But I want to stay in Houston, a guy that I've been toying with. I haven't picked him up yet. I wanted to ask you on the air. Uh, Ryan Presley. He's, he's awesome. wonderful for my ratios, but the only problem is that he'll take up an RP slot, and that means I wouldn't be able to use a closer. Thoughts? Yeah, I think he's totally worth it. If you're going to do that with a guy this year, it will be Ryan Presley. Uh, 21 innings. He hasn't given up a run yet this season. His scoreless inning streak is out like something insane. Even I know you're a big FIP guy and a big ex-FIP guy. His FIP's even under a one. His, uh, nobody hits him, so you can't really take his, right. his 180, BABIP, uh, 180 BABIP rate really too serious because he doesn't even give up the ball and play, but his case per nine is over a nine. He's been great, and he even does have two saves this year. So on days that Ozuna's overworked and yeah. isn't available, Presley will come in because he's a he's a solid eighth inning guy there. But yeah, Ryan Presley's having some year. So here's another guy. A couple of weeks ago, I picked him up and I stashed him in a DL spot, and it looks like he'll be ready to come around. And that's Jimmy Nelson. If Jimmy Nelson is out on the wire, should people grab him for some pitching help? Oh, for sure. I saw a lot of uh, a lot of tweets from the industry guys about Jimmy Nelson, just kind of reminding everybody that that he's available and he's there, or he could be available, I should say. His um his Yahoo percentage owned right now is only at nineteen percent. So you should definitely be able to to get Jimmy Nelson if if you get there fast enough. He's recovering from that right shoulder injury, the surgery, I should say. 
But uh, he looked good in, in the, what is it, rehab starts that he had. I think he had one or maybe more than one at this point. I'm not even too sure. But, yeah, I, I read a lot of good things about him. Yeah, so uh, those are some guys that I've been looking at. Uh, how about you on the waiver wire? CJ Crone is yeah. 48% owned. And I know we like to typically do guys that are under 40% owned, but I was surprised at this. He, uh, he has 12 homers on the season, he's sitting 263. In the month of May, he's sitting 300 with seven homers and 15 RBIs. He was a guy I was touting all offseason. I thought his ADP, uh, his ADP was way too low for a guy coming off a 30 home run season. But the peripherals are there. Exit Velo, 75th percentile. X Woba, 84. X Slugging, 89. He's a prototypical power hitting first baseman, right on par with guys like Pete Alonso, Reese Hoskins, Anthony Rizzo so far this year. And you really wouldn't think that the way he started. So I think another 30 home run season is feasible for him. I just wanted to touch on my, um, I thought it was pretty funny, my waiver wire ads for last week with guys on their 40% on. Picked on Mades Diaz, who only had three at bats for the week. He had a <laughs> hamstring injury. Wilmer Flores, who had six at-bats for the week. He had a foot injury. And Spencer Turnbull got completely babbled by his uh, infield. He went four innings, one earned, six Ks. He ended up giving six runs in that game, five of them unearned. So it was a tough week for my waiver wire as last week. Not because the guys struggled, but because they were injured. So hopefully, that's a disclaimer, hopefully it doesn't happen to the guys this week. So we'll see what happens with uh, my next two being Logan Forsythe, who's 13% owned in Yahoo. And he plays all around the diamond in fantasy, first, second, short, and third. 32 years old. He's in 318 with three homers and 22 RBIs. Here's some crazy numbers on Logan Forsythe, and I thought it was actually unbelievable when I saw it myself. His walk rate is at 14.4%. League average is 8.9. His O swing is at 12.1%, which is absurd. And his swing and strike rate is at 4.3%, which is also absurd. His contact's up 86%. League average is 76. And he's killing right-handed pitching in 330 versus righties. So proceed with caution because his BABIP is 400 and his average is 318. But other than that, Logan Forsythe, he's putting up some crazy plate discipline numbers this year, and I thought that was very interesting. Is there anybody else? Look at you. You're such a gym guy. You got to drink your jug of big water like, oh, I'm so, I got to be hydrated. Look at me. I'm not hydrated. Yeah. Look at how dehydrated I am. Anyway. That's right. Anyway. What? What do you want? <laughs> Gerard Dyson, 26% nice. owned, uh, 265, three homers, 11 RBIs. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You want to be in on this? Get up here. Up, up. Uh, this wouldn't happen in the studio. Up, up. <laughs> 12 stolen bases for Gerard Dyson. That's third in the MLB. In the top 25 guys in stolen bases, only two of them are less owned than Gerard Dyson. That's Larry Garcia and Danny Santana. Um. I'm going to give you a trivia question here. If you could uh, kind of approximate. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm Hang on. I got to do some trivia music. Shush. <laughs> Ask a question. I feel like The Rock's going to come out and just start ragging on me. What do you think Gerard Dyson's ADP was before the start of the season? 418 Gerard Dyson ADP 587 is the I was answer close, to that. I was close. Oh man, I'm walking with Elias right now. Billy Hamilton's was 159. So mm. it's pretty crazy to think that. And Dyson's walking more. His WRC plus is above 100. He's making contact at a very high rate. He's not missing many pitches. 
And I know most people out there need stolen bases. So if he's still out right. there, go grab him. 12 stolen bases with a, with a 265 average. You're not really going to beat that. So I think Dyson's definitely a, a good ad for some people. Nice. So there's some good waiver wire ads for people out there that are uh, trying to get ahead of their leagues, trying to stay ahead of people that they desperately want to beat because they have a personal vendetta against them. Hi, Tommy Dreamer. How are you? I like to beat you because I hate you. I hope you don't hear this. <laughs> I'm going to have to play it so you do. Oh, my God. Um, see, that's the thing. I like to tease a lot of people because – and it's funny. My girl is that was a saying, Joey Styles? oh, my God, or was that just a regular, oh, my God? That's uh, – so <laughs> Tommy and I used to travel together all the time. And uh, a lot of times you're driving. It's very late at night. You're going 200-some-odd miles in some town you've never been to. And things would jump out in the road. And it's usually him driving, but either one of us would, oh, my God, oh, my God, this, oh, my God, that. Or if, like, The Undertaker was coming, oh, my God, The Undertaker, because I was legitimately afraid of him and Tommy thought it was funny. But can, in any event. Can what? you give me a Joey Styles, oh, my God? Oh, my God. <laughs> Joey's great. Joey actually does a cool thing. It's like Twitter for stocks. I think it's like Stock Twit or something. Uh, I'll put a Joey a Joey Styles link in here. Joey's fantastic. He's one of the guys who was able to uh, parlay his success in wrestling to success in, in real life. Good for him. Yeah, he doesn't like you, though. Uh, but here's the thing. Here's the reason Joey Styles doesn't like you. Um, so there's a lot of people out there that hear certain statistics, and they don't really know what they mean. And you'll hear the guy next to you say, oh, yeah, Mike Trout's war is great. And you'll just repeat, yeah, war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. But um, one of the, the stats, the metrics that I really like is uh, barrel. You hear it a lot. Uh, Mike, do you think barrel is something that can help people in fantasy sports? Baseball? Oh, for sure. I think it's very indicative of uh, how real a guy's season is or what he's doing is. So I think barrel is definitely something you should focus on among a million other things. People could uh, pick and choose their favorites of what they like to what they like to go by, but barrel rates are definitely something that that interests me for sure. Yeah. So when I first heard barrel, I heard it associated with a lot of players that were uh, ranking very high in offensive categories, and I dove a little deeper. And basically, before anything, is we have to understand that guys are starting to create the angle in which they want to hit the ball. So instead of just being happy to get something to hit. Guys are now waiting for a pitch that falls into what's called their launch angle so that they can hit it at a certain angle to try to maximize the potential for a home run or an extra base hit. What do you think about launch angle, Mike? Uh, you know I'm all for it. And uh, the way you described the bow rate I think is um, a pretty good, pretty good way to put it in layman's terms is the optimal level of success for a batted ball. It's at the perfect combination of launch angle and exit velo. So – after that explanation, it, it makes barrel, barreling, if that's a, yeah. a form of the word, uh, a little easier for people to understand. Just if you want to get a little more into it, it starts at 98 miles per hour and up and 26 degrees and up. So the more miles per hour on it, obviously, the better. The more degrees on it, the better. Do you know what the best, uh, best hitter's barrel percentage usually is? Approximately? No. 10%. The best hitters barrel the ball about 10% of the time throughout the season. So I thought that was a, an interesting little tidbit. And with all this info, it tends to lead to good outcomes, and that's why it's, why it's fantasy relevant. And obviously, the less barrels a pitcher gives up, so on and so on. So yeah. I think launch angle, barrel, exit velo, these all play in determining the, the future success of a player, especially if it's a player that 
is going through a streak that you might not have seen before. So, yeah, so I, I wanted to kind of deconstruct and just start with launch angle because a lot of players are starting to modify their swing so that they can get a maximum launch angle. Then you couple it with exit velocity, and that's another stat we hear a lot about. It's basically how fast did that ball jump off his bat? And when you have a prime exit velocity, that Mike said, I think is what, starts at 98 or 99, and you have a launch angle that's somewhere in 25 to 31 or 24 to 33 degrees, you really maximize your ability as a hitter to have a positive batted ball event. And in this case, we're looking for home runs and extra base hits. So I like to really clear out all the BABIP and the WOBA and the average and the slugging and the OPS. And I like to kind of just, if I want to look at one thing, I look at barrel, and that's going to tell me what this hitter can do. Uh, Mike, any closing thoughts on yeah. that offensive sabermetrics? Yeah, I just wanted to touch on the, yeah. leaders, the leaders for uh, barreling for hitters and pitchers. So the hitters right now, Jose Abreu has 26 barreled balls. Freddie Freeman is 25, George Springer 24, Christian Yelich 24. So those are the usual suspects. And you got guys like Josh Bell and Luke Voigt who are in the top 10 who definitely have some naysayers out there. So that's a, that's pretty indicative of what they're doing this season, that they're in the top 10 of barrels. So that's something to keep an eye on. And on the pitching side of things, you got your usual suspects in – well, I don't know how usual these guys are, but Luis Castillo, Mike Soroka, who's having a fantastic season, Max Fried, who's having a great year. Charlie Morton and Frankie Montas are also in the top five. So those are a little more uh, surprising than the hitting side of things with Springer and Yelich up there. But it's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. These guys aren't giving up hard hit contact. And if everything's soft, it's going to lead to good things. So good for them. Yeah, it's a great breakdown on how one stat can tell you about not only hitters but pitchers as well as Mike outlined there, the, the barrel rate and the success of a hitter against you know this particular pitcher. Well, these people don't hit him well. Well, there has to be a reason why, and I think we see it there with the names that you just listed. All right, I like going into the lab. I like uh, telling telling your mother what barrel means. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, Mike, now is the time for you and I to do that thing we do where we run down the Daily Fantasy slate the next two days, and we are going to start it with... Uh, Tomorrow, tomorrow, which is Wednesday, the 22nd, there's a lot of DFS to play. Do you want me to run down the slate? Do you want to sing a show tune? What do you want to do? Uh, I think I'll give you my hitter, and then we'll speak about a couple of pitchers, if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah. so it's just all what you want to do. It has nothing to do with format or structure. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That. Hey, my hat's dope. Shut up. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Daily Fantasy. Here's Mike the Rotocop's picks for Wednesday, May the 22nd, and why? Go. Wednesday, I like Ketel Marte, and I hate to give a chalk play because he probably will be used a lot. He's 6 for 11 with two homers against Eric Lauer, but he is hitting 284 with five home runs against lefties this season. And he's always been a better hitter against lefties than righties. He's just about league average in all his peripherals, so he's pretty much for real. As far as Lauer goes, he's... Three-pitch three, uh, three pitch pitcher, four-seam cutter, curve. Fastball sits at 92, and he doesn't generate many swinging strikes. So I think this is a good matchup for Marte. On the pitching side of things, the pitching side's insane tomorrow. You got Scherzer against the Mets, DeGrom against the Nationals, Garrett Cole against the White Sox, Max Fried against the Giants, Martin Perez against the Angels. All these guys are going to play in very well. You're going to get 
the return on investment for pretty much all of them. So take your pick out of those guys. I don't know who you like the best, Matt. Uh, on the pitching side of things, there are a few games I want to get into. But first, I want to talk about the hitting. Uh, I like Justin Smoke. He's got good numbers against Rick Porcello. He's got, I think, eight extra base hits. Five of them have gone for home runs. I also like Josh Reddick to continue to stay hot, to pick on Ivan Nova, who's got the great name, but they don't think he's done to be able to do much against Josh Reddick. Um, <laughs> and in the pitching, I was looking all the way down the slate. There's a couple of games that jumped out at me. I like Garrett Cole against Ivan Nova, the Astros against the Sox. Uh, Martin Perez against Matt Harvey is intriguing. I think Matt Harvey throws batting practice. But I like Max Freed against Jeff Samarja. I think it's another chance for Freed at 6-2 and two with a 2.86 ERA to uh, get comfortable with his stuff. And it's in San Francisco, so that can certainly help. So those are my hitters and pitchers for May the 22nd. Let's turn the page on the calendar go to May the 23rd. Michael, Michael, motorcycle, what do you like? I like Kendrys Morales against Dylan Bundy, 6 for 18 with two homers in his career. It's crazy that the Yankees keep finding these guys. He has four RBIs and 15 at-bats for the Yankees as of today. He only had seven RBIs and 108 at-bats for the A's this season. So things are just going the Yankees' way this year. And his, he's a stack-cast hero, like I like to say. He's exit velos 89th percentile, hard hit 84th percentile. So he's been profiling very well. Dylan Bundy, four-seam change-up slider curve. Fastball velo's down this year and already has a negative seven pitch value. And he has a 6.36 ERA against the Yankees. So I don't think Dylan Bundy's going to fare too well on Thursday. As far as the pitching side, you got two good choices here. Um, Matt Boyd's at home against Miami. And Corbin Martin will probably be relatively cheap after his last start. He didn't get too many strikeouts. He's facing the White Sox, so that might end up being a good value play. All right, my hitters for the 23rd, uh, if he makes his way into the lineup, I like Kevin Pillar against Kevin Gosman. Just looking at these numbers, and these numbers are gaudy. He's uh, 410, 419 against him, actually. Uh, 13 hits, things of this nature. Uh, and I like Aaron Hicks. I think he's been swinging the bat well. I have ownership in him, so uh, I'm pulling for him against Dylan King Kong Bundy. The pitching matchup, uh, there's quite a few. I like Jordan Lyles at home against Colorado. Um, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Uh, yeah, maybe Bumgarner against Gausman, but beyond that, that's what jumps out at me for the 23rd. Yeah. Just a couple of things I want to touch on. Um, John Carlos Stan was scratched from the lineup today. So maybe he's not, not as quickly, not going to be back as quickly as I was hoping, or I thought he had tightness around his calf and knee. Willie Calhoun was removed from the game tonight with tightness in his left quad, and that's going to kill a bunch of guys in fantasy that spent pretty much a good a good portion of their fab on Willie Calhoun. Herman Marquez, eight shutout innings tonight. Clint Frazier, two home runs. And I want to leave off by saying I'm sorry about telling you not to cut Brandon Nimmo because he's scheduled to undergo an MRI in his neck on Wednesday. I don't listen to you. I cut him about – 20 minutes after I spoke to you. Something. And he will probably find his way in the minors at some point during the season if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Chris Davis with a K also headed to the yeah. injured list. So that so, one hurts. So uh, I'm pretty excited. On Thursday morning, I'll hop a flight to Las Vegas and get started with the double or nothing uh, extravaganza from the guys at All Elite Wrestling, StarCast going on. Um, are you excited for this as a wrestling fan? 
I'm very excited for this. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for this, Mark. That there's an alternative. That's what I'm excited most about. There's an alternative. I don't have to keep watching the Monday Night War rerun on WWE Network over and over and over again, or the old, old episodes of WCW before I go to sleep. So I'm very excited about this, to say the least. Hey, Mike, can you share your WWE Network username and password with everyone listening so we can all watch on your network? No, absolutely not. Come on, don't be a jerk. Uh, you know what? I'm actually sharing somebody else's, so I can't do that. <laughs> of course you are. It's That's like awesome. Netflix. Do you have your own Netflix? I don't watch that stuff, though. Oh, All I have see. is an MLB account. That's it. All right, I get it. You like baseball, man. I get it. No, actually, uh, my girl has a Hulu, and I watch the Goldbergs on that. The hell is the Goldbergs? Ah, it's the greatest show in the world, you moron. It's awesome. The Goldbergs? Yeah. Also, I saw that... Uh, I Goldberg's guess coming it, back. Oh, you're a fool. Uh, you're uh, call it? What is it? All in the Family and the Jeffersons will be live on stage on ABC or something? Yeah, a lot of people your age are excited about that. I really don't get to get the excitement for it. Well, being live, being something done live is very cool. I think they only have a seven-second delay, so don't overlook that. And it's cool. I don't know. It's different. Saturday Night Live is live, and it happens every week. This is true. Thank you. It's not not that exciting. Oh, wait. Before we go, I want to let the listeners know that I tried getting Jeopardy champion James Holzauer on our show, but he politely declined. All right. Because you didn't didn't phrase your request in the form of a question. (laughs) Man, I'm funny. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I didn't tell you. you. You like this. You like this. So uh, Mike Babchick from Mad Dog Sports Radio, uh, you remember he, uh, he called into the show and then I wrestled him. You know, he shit his pants, right? Yeah, 100% he did. And um, now on June 1st, they are having their like WrestleCon. It's like Falcon. And uh, Mike challenged me to a bar fight. It's at Abanero Blues, I think, or something like that. But actually, can we... We can pull it up. All right. Why don't we do that? Let's pull it up. Uh, this is the time that Mike Babchick from Mad Dog Sports Radio called the show, acted all tough. We had a match. He shit his pants. And now on June 1st, I'm going to show up at this bar where he's going to be pissed drunk. I want to see if I can make him piss himself. Uh, look, we got it. All right. Let's listen. Here's a throwback to when Mike Babchick called the show and then shit his pants. Alright, what's up? You are in the strike zone with Matt Stryker and Mike the Rotocop. What's your name? Where are you from? What's your question? Hey, so Mike in uh, New York. Hey, How Mike. you guys doing? What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's going on? We were just talking about some position battles. We we're talking about the San Diego Padres, talking about the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, look, that's all great. All you know, and Mike Trout, you know, you know, signing this thing here with the with the twelve years and everything, and you know, that's exciting. And Matt, you know, you like to talk about baseball and everything, which is good. You know, you're pretty good at the baseball stuff, which you know is probably the way you need to head because the wrestling thing. I mean, the wrestling thing, you got to put that away. I mean, that's got to be over. I mean, you got maybe one more match, April fifth. WrestleCon. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I Maybe know who one this more is. match, and then you're done. All right. All right. All right. I know who this is. All right, folks. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Mike. So this is this is Mike Babchick. He's a co-host of the Morning Men on Mad Dog Sports Radio. I think it's like XM82. And, um, oh God, I can't believe I'm doing this. So Mike's been tweeting at me this whole time, like, like just giving me a hard time. So finally, I was just like, all right, man, if you want to have a match, let's have a match. And I didn't think he would respond. And... 
<laughs> stupidly enough, he's like, yes, let's do it. So it's April yeah. 5th at WrestleCon. It was supposed to be one-on-one, Mike, but then you went ahead and you got, what, you got Tommy Dreamer and Cole Cabana involved? Like, I- I'm sitting next to Mike the Rotocop. I can have New York's finest walk me out to the oh, ring. Don't and Don't drag me into this. And I'm sure we could do a background check on you. I don't think you're clean, buddy. Listen, we don't need to do that. I mean, uh, I mean, like, like I said before, I mean, you know, I, I, I was, I had a, in a former life, I was arrested four different times. But I'm all grown up now. Okay, I'm a great member of society. I'm quite the citizen. I wanted to take you on one on one as well. I was just talking to a couple people. They said maybe you need some help. Why don't you take Tommy Dreamer? Next thing you know, all right, fine. You get the best friends, so you added plus one. So now I got to bring in Cole Cabana. But I mean, look, I, I like the fact that you are at least. Looking at a career after wrestling, you do a hell of a job with the baseball. You know more than baseball than I do, probably, because Definitely. we all know it's probably the most boring sport <gasps> that we have today. It obviously needs some help. you got to put the pitch clock. What are we doing here? Put a pitch <laughs> clock in already. But still, it's nice. You do your baseball after I kick your ass what? on April 5th. What? There'll be nothing left, so you can do the baseball. Hey, Mike, it's Mike here. What's going on? Uh, don't, don't be friends with him. No, I want to ask him a question. Right, so ahead. I'm on your Twitter right no, now. I like this. I'm on your Twitter yeah. right now, right? And you have the pin tweet that says, I miss Atlanta. And you're coming out dancing over all these women. I don't know what you're doing here, but I want to see this. I want to see this on April 5th when you come out to do your, uh, your entrance. I want to see the same exact oh. dance moves in this video, this oh. I miss Atlanta video. Don't worry about that. All right, I got I got a big, big entrance planned. I'm going to come out there. I'm going to be wearing my little onesie. I might have to stuff because, you know, we are in public. So, you know, I want to I want to try to measure up with Matt. I've seen Matt in tights. I got to say, he looks good. He looks good in that little Speedo thing, the banana hammock. So I'm going to have to fill mine out a little bit. But, yeah, I'm going to come out dancing to the ring and on April 5th. There'll be plenty of people behind me. That doesn't mean I'm scared, Matt. I mean, yeah, so Tommy's going to go in the ring first. Then maybe Colt, maybe I'll bring in some fans. Then eventually I'll get to you. But eventually it's going to be me and you in the ring. And and I'm not even a pro. I think I got this, man. I I got this. Listen, okay, so all ha-ha aside, the first thing that kind of annoyed me is that you disparaged professional wrestling. And a lot of my friends make their living risking their lives with professional wrestling. Here's the thing, and all kidding aside, dude, you got to understand something, right? You're coming into like my world in front of my people. If you don't think at some point I'm going to get my hands on you, I have to slap you. Like, I have no choice. It can't be like stomp the foot and pretend to punch you kind of stuff. Like, I have no choice. I have to hit you. You get that, right? All right. And then he went on and on, whatever. So, uh, June 1st, I get to go to Falcon to fight Matt Babchick in a, in a bar fight. Like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks to everybody. Make sure you give me a follow at Matt underscore Striker underscore. Uh, Instagram is Real Matt Striker. This show is Fantasy BB Hour. Mike, where do people go if they want to be just inundated with your commentary? At Mike the Rotocop on Twitter. Uh, you could find my DFS article every Thursday at PitcherList.com. All right. So for Mike the Rotocop, I'm Matt Striker. We'll see you next time. Good luck. Be safe. Have fun. We'll see you out there.